where are the places or spaces or experiences where we feel like we are not prisoners to time or productivity or expectations or tasks that we constantly have to churn out every few minutes at a time? Where can we go? Where are we? Where are some of the areas where we can breathe or pause and just kind of be and exist and zone out, space out, head empty, no thoughts? Where are those places? You know, is it your bedroom? Is it the kitchen? Is it is it a nap on the couch? Is it getting in the shower? I was influenced and inspired today by a certain feeling I had when exiting a bookstore. So that's where it all started. Today, I want to talk about places, scenarios, or environments where time just kind of seems to stop for a while, or at least time as it flows is entirely yours. Like it's your time, and no one is here to bother you. There's no expectations at all. I just want to talk about it. currently recording this during daytime, which has never happened yet. There's something really strange about this. I think because I'm so used to recording at night in my dimly lit living room and somehow that dimly lit environment makes it easier for me to vocalize my thoughts because I feel a little bit invisible. So I don't filter as much as I do when it's light out. That's, I don't know, this might just be a theory of mine that is in no way, shape, or form true. I find myself feeling more invincible during nighttime in terms of what I say or how comfortable I am with sharing my thoughts and expressing than in the daytime when the sun is blaring into my living room and making me feel so seen. This is probably a personal problem, but hello, hi, how are you? I recently went into a bookstore for the first time in months and I picked out two books that I wanted to buy. Um, There's something about a bookstore that makes me feel so happy. So I'm browsing this bookstore. I swear this has relevance. I'm browsing this bookstore and there are shelves and shelves of things, right? You look at the blurbs, you look at the covers, and I pay for my book, which usually is actually one of the most sad experiences in a bookstore because I'm paying for my book and I'm like, okay, I'm making a decision. I have to leave now. This is over. The browsing experience is over. When I stepped outside of the bookstore, I just remember thinking, whoa, okay, I'm in a mall, actually. I'm not just in a bookstore and in a book world. This is weird. I had like a split second where I felt like, time stopped in a bookstore when I was browsing. Maybe it's something to do with reading the blurbs and just kind of escaping into, would I like this world? Would I like this character? Um, And also hearing people in a bookstore talking about books, like saying things like, oh, have you read so-and-so? No, I've never read so-and-so. I don't think their books are for me. No, I don't know what the plot is, but that looks really cool. Like things like that. It wasn't even a big bookstore really in comparison to a bookstore I used to go to when I was a kid. Oh my God. And no longer exist. I'm super sad. It used to be called Page One, I believe, and it was a massive, massive store. I would honestly sometimes get lost in it, but then you kind of map it out as a kid. It was really interesting. 
So a bookstore is one of those situations where I feel like time just stands still and time just kind of slows down, whether it's, you know, quiet time in the morning or a commute of some sort. Right now, for context, I'm recording this on a Saturday. Saturdays are sandwiched by a workday and a prep day for me because Friday is like the peak of the week in terms of in the afternoon or the evening when work is done, you go home. That little bit of space between Friday and Saturday is the golden time for me. I think it's the golden hour for me. And then Saturday, it's like, okay, I have this full day to spend how I want. Sunday is like, oh no, it's on the horizon. I can see it. Monday is near. But yeah, let's talk a little bit about spaces. So, I mean, one common... Um, quiet space that pops up every now and then for me is in the morning, not by choice, but I wake up at 5 a.m. Currently, I wake up at 5 a.m. I have to test myself with an RET test before I go to work every single morning. And it stresses me out when I have only a short bracket of time to do stuff. So I woke up extra early when this started and I've been waking up extra early since. And sorry, actually, let me correct myself. I get up extra early. I don't wake up extra early. I wake up at five naturally. It's the way it is. I can't change it. I personally, I don't know. This is never going to change. I've always been like this ever since university. I've been waking up super early all the time. But I think even growing up, I found hours before dawn as the optimum just kind of me time hours like nothing's here to disturb me a lot of people aren't even awake at this time so it's kind of like yes i beat the entire city by waking up before them and i think i used to do a lot of reading during those hours i would spend the hours either just kind of reading a book because there's nothing to distract me there's literally nothing for me to do but read a book everything's dark and I can read on my e-reader, which is lit up. Or if I feel a little bit rebellious, I'll read on my phone. The point is, I use that time just to kind of read. Or I just stare into space, I guess. Because I am severely nearsighted. And so when I wake up, I can't see very well either. So it's kind of like I'm in a little bubble and nothing can reach me. Because I cannot perceive anything outside of my vision, which is everything. So yeah, I like the quiet times in the morning and I think I'm not alone in this it's really funny because when my friend Isabel and I used to leave the flat in the morning really early together we used to comment like I know where I'm going at this hour but where is everyone else going it's so early keeping in mind right obviously there are a lot of teachers around teachers wake up super early and I'm sure we're not the only ones some people actually don't even sleep yet at 5 a.m right but yeah every morning it just feels like okay we're slowly getting up we're slowly trying to do things you don't exist in this moment so take it at your pace recently I get to my workspace super early and I think it's because I really like entering a space when it's really quiet and then slowly seeing it fill with sound and activity and life and whatnot. I would rather walk into a room that's empty at first and have it slowly build up in terms of customers or people rather than to walk in on an entirely crowded room and that be the normal decibel at which everything is at. I also really enjoy reading 
reading on the train. That's what my morning looks like. I've just been reading on the train every time I get from my station to the next station that I have to get off at, which is I think like a 20 minute time frame. I usually read during that time because there's nothing else I can focus on. And this can go from me reading 5% to 10% of a book, which is pretty good in terms of progress. So I let myself do that. And then by the time I get to the office, I feel like I can form words slowly because I've been reading words. Um, That's my thought process of reading in the morning on the train. I feel like because I've been reading, I can form words. It's the most, I don't know, this doesn't even make sense. So that's one kind of space of time that just kind of is for myself. Now, this train talk leads me to the next. Okay, the second place that I think is kind of a hovering space is train commutes or bus commutes. Any commute really that involves you on a vehicle staring out of a window or just standing there. I don't know. Any form of commute. I find commutes really comforting if it's a bus ride. I think bus rides for me are really great because you just kind of get to sit there and stare out the window and then plug in your music or an audiobook or whatever it is you want to do. That commute is entirely yours. Any area or space where you can suspend yourself in a music playlist or just plug in your earphones and just just focus on the music. When my dear friend Julia and I commute on the train, for example, um, we both still listen to tunes and then we get to our destination and we take out our tunes. It's kind of like, I don't know, a lot of people around me, I know growing up when they commuted with me, they would rather like chat or talk or whatever it is. And whilst I love conversations, I also value commuting time being my time. Like there's no such joy as the little bit of space where I get to sit on a like a minibus before work that goes to work and just stare out the window and focus on my music and just be <laughs> like this is like the bare minimum of existing just kind of staring out the window and listening to music I find so much joy in that to the point where I think sometimes when people talk to me I will say hi and everything but I would rather would rather plug in my music still until we kind of reach a space where we can focus on talking and it's not chaotic or or just a commuting space you know It's mostly commutes that exist in the morning or late in the afternoon um, where I I must listen to music and I must stare out the window or whatever it is I'm staring at. Um, I usually don't mind. If you're listening to this and I have commuted with you before and you've talked to me, don't worry, we're good. I just am voicing out what I think is a liminal space and is a thinking space and a headspace that I like to immerse within myself, if that makes sense. Another kind of obvious hover space, if we want to call it that, is when you're consuming any form of media. One of the more common ones, I used to love watching movies in the cinema alone because it blocks out everything. There's no phone signal. All you're focusing on is this gigantic screen with a story and there's sounds, there's music, there is acting, there's chatter, there are people on screen to pay attention to and no one is looking at you. No one is perceiving you. No one is eyeing you and observing what you're doing, what your reactions are. Maybe the person next to you is a little bit annoyed that you're shifting in your seat a little bit. Maybe you're annoyed that someone else is shifting in their seat a little bit. But other than that, no one is really aware of your existence. And that's kind of nice in a cinema. I really like that about cinemas because you're really forced to focus on the screen. 
I have a lot of issues now with focusing on a movie if I play it on my laptop just as it is. I have to actually chuck my phone away if I don't want to touch it, um, mainly because I've been so used to consuming media on one side and doing something on the other side. So yeah, but cinema has been great. I used to, I think last summer, during the late night hours when I'm not really thinking that clearly, I would buy movie tickets for the next morning if it was like a weekend the next morning or the weekend ahead and I would realize that I bought this movie ticket. Um, it was a constant cycle. I would keep forgetting I purchased a movie ticket for something. But I watched a lot of movies and I think one of my favorite movies that I've watched in the cinema is Little Forest. And I've watched this movie before on my laptop at home, but I've never watched it in a cinema. And so I bought tickets for that. And it was, I think, at 7 p.m. on a Friday night or Thursday night or something like that. And it felt so good to just be suspended in this movie, just immersed fully. The sounds, the scenes. If you've watched A Little Forest before, you'll know that it's largely food as love language, slice of life content that you're seeing on screen. And it was really nice to just focus on that. Yeah, it was it was just lovely. And I think in university, I actually used to go to the cinema as my brain break or if I thought things got really overwhelming, I would go to the cinema. One time, um, I think this was a final season, I would do my essays in the cafe nearby and then I would find a block of time where I would just sit in the cinema or the theater and just watch a movie. Now, the only thing is, this movie that I would watch was the same movie. I watched this movie, I'm pretty sure, five times in the cinema when it was showing, mainly because, and, and there were all different cinemas too, by the way, I watched it numerous times because I just wanted a, a world that was not mine, and I also just wanted a break from doing essays just for a quick hour or two. And yeah, I think a couple times it was nice. I was also watching this movie with just so many different strangers like there were so many different reactions cinemas have that great immersive quality to them obviously it depends on what movie you are seeing if it is a movie that puts you on the edge of your seat it might be more stressful than just watching the screen and seeing a story unfold i think i fully took advantage of when cinemas were back open and i was just going to them all the time but i also like going to them with a friend right it's not just like a me or nothing situation but going alone wise that is the most motivator for why I go alone sometimes and it's okay for me to go alone. I think it took a while for me to be comfortable with that idea but once I kind of recognized that no one is watching you in a cinema they're watching the movie so if you're watching it alone you know that's cool it's fine. If we are to kind of move forward with fictional realms that kind of help with that kind of hover space of time this also applies to when you're reading and you're really focused on a specific book i think it definitely shows when you don't realize how much time has passed like sometimes i'll just say oh i'll read like just another two chapters and then it'll be i don't know three hours four hours later and i didn't even intend it which i don't know i get it's really rare for me to have time like that now but when it does happen it's really great which is why i think now i read a lot in the revenge hours quote revenge hours of the night where it's almost late at night but not really it's just it's late enough so that the world doesn't really expect much from you and i find it comforting to read during then because it kind of has the same effect or in the same environment as reading before dawn breaks and i think i i just like reading when it's dark outside i guess i think it's it gives me more motivation to focus on something these are the little things that i've been finding really important to me lately mainly because i 
feel like time is always ticking. I'm so aware all the time of like, go, 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 go. I have to do this. I have to do that. And we don't really get a lot of chances to slow down. So I guess when we do, you know, this is where I found it. And I'm sure I'm missing out a specific world or a specific realm. But yeah, I don't know. It's like kind of like how I went to a bookstore and I just kind of got lost in the shelves of picking out a book and contemplating, do I want this book? And all I'm focusing on when I'm at a bookstore is, do I want this book or whatnot, right? Like I'm not really focusing on anything else. So when I leave the bookstore, it's really bittersweet because it's kind of like I'm leaving a state of mind. I'm leaving my ability to focus on one decision that I have to make, which is what book should I buy? Or what book should I put down? What should I stop reading? Ooh, look at that book over there. I know that author, right? Like you're not focusing on anything else other than what's in front of you, which is a bookstore with books. So yeah, lately I've just been really going through that and really, I don't know, that was what kind of spurred me on to do something like this. If we are to talk about time passing super fast, um, something I've realized is when I'm cooking, time is not a focus for me except for, okay, this takes six minutes to cook. This takes 10 minutes to cook. Other than that, I don't really think about time passing. So by the time I eat, let's say I start cooking at six and I eat at eight, I realize how much time I've allotted to making food and I didn't even notice. I think we need more pockets of time like that. It's just been a really busy week, I think. And I found it really hard to tether myself to certain kind of concepts or thinking. And the only things I could think about this week were, wow, look at this space of time that, you know, is allotted to me. Something interesting that I've been doing lately on the topic, I guess, of just being able to section where you want to spend your time or how you spend your time in a certain place. I've recently developed a troublesome um, habit of not being able to work on my office desk, but being able to work in any space that is not my office desk. So this could be a classroom that I've just emptied out, or this could be way earlier in the day before block one even starts, just me chilling in a classroom, figuring out the last minute touches of my lessons or um, planning or emails or anything like that. This could even be on the floor. <laughs> my friend Sasha makes fun of me for always mentioning that I am sitting on the floor right now at work. And part of it, I think, is to do with lighting. I think it's to do with lighting. Office lights make me feel the opposite of how I feel when I'm in a suspended space. Yeah, it just makes me feel so spotlighted into like the here and now. And I don't know what it is about the office lights above my desk, but I just can't work there. So I've taken it to sit on the floor because I feel like I'm less seen on the floor and I can kind of focus on work for some reason. Not that there's correlation between me being visible and me being able to be productive, but it's just kind of like I get this time fully to myself all I can see is my laptop and not anyone else around me like I get to focus or if I'm working on someone else's desk which has happened with permission thankfully um I know that I have a block of time to do stuff and so my productivity becomes amplified when I'm sat at someone else's desk because one I know this desk is not mine so I'm less focused on fiddling with stuff on this desk than focusing on my laptop and doing what I need to get done and then just leaving because I want to leave ASAP and not really take over someone's desk when they're back. Yeah, I've been in this weird funk of wanting spaces where I can slow down. And it's really hard to recognize and identify where those spaces are when you're constantly kind of jutting out into the world with your productivity or your expectations or whatnot. 
yeah i'm just i'm constantly like that right now i think may is a busy month i can't focus i feel so unable to focus like i just anyway but yeah i mean i'm trying to slow down i'm trying to have this weekend to to really spend it the way i want to i'd be interested to know if people have different kind of in-between spaces than i do there must be some environments I'm missing here. As we're closing off this episode, I wanted to end with some of the responses that some of you guys sent in to do with spaces where you feel like time doesn't exist or you're allowed to exist at your own time. Yesterday I asked, do you have a time or place that is your in-between space where time doesn't feel so loud? The first one, my desk, I'll spend hours there doing everything and nothing, sitting and thinking. I think I used to always just sit at my uni desk when I had my dorm and just space out. Um, and one thing that I never did was sit on my desk properly. I always crouched on my chair or had both feet up or, you know, anyway, um, totally agree your desk is one of the more curated spaces that you can have you can switch it up you can change it you can decorate it make it entirely your own um that's a really nice place another response in my bed cozied up with my computer on a stand a cup of boba and writing out all my feelings she exaggerated the ease in case anyone was wondering the reason why I feel like it's hard to get out of bed actually is because it just feels like a pocket of time. Your bed, when you're kind of like huddled in your blanket, just feels so safe from the outside world. And it's kind of like you don't really have any expectations that are thrown on you. You're literally chilling in your bedroom. And if you're watching a movie in your bed, which usually happens to me, I fall asleep um, because I'm so comfortable. But yeah, I, I entirely agree. Reading on the sofa is one of the responses as well. I think reading anywhere as well, but couches are definite rooms of their own. Um, my bed in the attic at 3 a.m. next to the bottle of fairy lights. I love that you have a bottle of fairy lights um, rather than decorating them on the wall. I used to have fairy lights on my walls and then I think they would just keep falling because my blue tack just wasn't heavy graded enough for that. And I think it's nice that oh, actually now you're kind of inspiring me to want to go and get fairy lights and a jar. I don't know. I'm mm, okay. I'm really tempted. Kind of tempting. But 3 a.m. Let's talk about that a little bit. 3 a.m. is a time that I closely connect with in the sense that sometimes it's when I wake up randomly in the middle of the night. One time I woke up at 3.33 a.m. and I told this to a bunch of people throughout the day that I woke up at this hour and they were looking at me like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's a bit weird. But also it's definitely an optimum quiet time of the late night or early morning hours. And it just seems like at that hour you are invisible but in a really good and positive way. I don't know. I can see where you're getting the 3 a.m. from, but oh my gosh, Charmaine, my friend Charmaine, you gotta sleep. Actually, why am I even telling you this? You drink coffee and your sleep schedule is all over the place, but I'm glad that 3 a.m. is a pocket of time that you feel is a comfort to you. Someone said, whenever I'm with my dearest friends, just chilling and chatting, the fear of time just melts away. I feel like the fear of time never really melts away for me, but you definitely lose track of time when you're having just a really good conversation or you're cooking with someone or you're watching a movie. I definitely can see how time is just not relevant in that moment. Another response I got was when I write, 
our personal laundry space at home. This is a really different one. I don't have a laundry space, but I can imagine why that is just a very kind of pocketed area. And living room couch where I used to take naps after school is a follow-up to that. Yeah, the couch is a napping zone. It's just, it just is. And sometimes you don't choose when to nap. Your couch chooses for you. I used to kind of fall asleep on the couch at, I think, 8 to 9 p.m. When I say used to, I mean... It's something I'm trying to work on, but I used to fall asleep at like 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. And I have this habit of when, I don't know, like I used to get told off for sleeping on the couch as a kid. So I guess it's ingrained in my brain to pretend that I'm awake if someone catches me doing that. And so when Isabel used to come home, I think a bit later than that, and she would come in at maybe, let's say 12 a.m., I would instantly wake up and pretend I'm scrolling on my phone or something alike. And she had no idea that I'm not awake. I'm just half awake. I think eventually I told her that that was what I was doing. And she was like, you literally need to go to your room. (laughs) But yeah, couch is great. I I love the couch. Went in my parked car by the uni park waiting to pick up my brother. Oh, that's really sweet. Um, I'm sure you see it as just like an errand, but I like the fact that Yeah, cars feel... I remember sitting in my dad's car and when we would just kind of detour and not go home yet, I'd get really happy because I wanted to just like be in a commuting moving vehicle for a bit longer because it felt like it was its own universe on its own. We have also the time before dawn when everyone is fast asleep. I agree. I think you'll like some of the things that were brought up today. The shower is a place where I experience time slowing down around me. It is my safe space. 100% agree. So I use the shower as a restart button or a reset button in terms of when you feel like you're overwhelmed. I usually go take a shower and then after my shower, I feel completely renewed or not completely, but it just, it's a different feeling after you shower where you just feel like, okay, I've tried, I've made steps. Yeah, agree. These are just some of the responses that came in. If any of these are places or spaces that you're able to access today, I hope you manage to have your couch time, have your shower time, have your midnight hours to 3 a.m. time. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. I hope you have a great Sunday and we'll talk soon. Wholeheartedly, Clara.